Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, Taraxis took took two of you away and was really creepy with both of you. And Riley's finally seen Charlie. <laughs> Great. Good. <laughs> and you all found out that the people in the inn secretly kind of like the flying highway men and Riley deftly mouth maneuvered around that so that he kept his teeth in his mouth. Great at mouth maneuvers. That's me. Yep. The CMB check most of the time. <laughs> so after regaling the tavern with the tail of how y'all whooped the flying highwayman's ass, but then backpedaling to say how great and honorable a guy he was. Uh, Which nobody, is true. They kind nobody of. did anything. Good. And the uh, the KL woman, Jisa, she is... Uh, she stuck around and listened, but af- afterwards kind of like downs the rest of her ale and turn turns to shadow and it's just like this has been fun but I have to get back to work okay uh thank you for the help you're very welcome uh, check up on him if you find him will you yes yes I, I will find him and if he needs anything I will help him out good luck to you thank you and she will head back to the market district so once Shadow's friend leaves um, and we recover from the potential social embarrassment of having talk smack about the Flying Highwayman, um, I guess it's up to the party if we want to talk about dealing with the alley now or if we want to review Taraxis talks as a unit. But not as an absolute unit. Yes. Uh, sitting in silence is also an option. We can do that. I'm very good at it, actually. I know that, it's hard that to That is what the shadow is best at. Great. <laughs> I feel like Brock is slightly upset at, at Riley right now. Just a little bit. Tad. After, you know, we could tell that the room was not was not feeling the story. Although he doesn't he doesn't know the whole thing about them really liking the highwayman dude. But uh yeah, he's he's kinda giving Riley like a look of like you know. Not, not really happy what's, with the story. What's the matter, Brock? Did you not like the story? I, I would prefer you told the truth when you, uh, when you spoke of our exploits. I mean, to be fair, Brock, only half of it was an exaggeration. 
the latter half of the the fight in the carriage was mostly true embellished for entertainment but the uh yeah the first half where you valiantly uh assaulted the highwayman with a barrage of rocks never missing a single one yes i believe that is what i'm referring to would you appreciate it more if i were to say exactly how it went down i would appreciate it more if we just kind of didn't focus on that part at all like you weren't even there if that is what it takes for you to not lie about it then yes okay brock if it bothers you that much i will not exaggerate on your behalf any longer with regards to the story at least thank you so yeah uh riley will turn to address the uh table as a whole then having uh i guess given his word that he won't uh do the brock story anymore i guess that's very sad for me as a player but fine and Riley will say, so um, I, I do believe that Brock and I had a conversation with Taraxis not too long ago that I'm sure the two of you might be interested in hearing some things about. This is the same Taraxis that was in the woods, yes? Uh, as far as I know, there's only one, really, kind of. Yes. He is a stalker. Riley just pauses and then like squints a little bit and nods and he's like yeah you know what kind of actually uh, a voyeur this is what he told me he said he watches he follows and he watches and that is a stalker he seems to get great enjoyment out of watching people have different kinds of kinks <laughs> this is true I hope that he can really find his engage in some kink finding if you will <laughs> regardless uh, this was my second meeting with Taraxis and um, Riley will he's, he's not going to cut anything out of the story you were all more or less probably listening while uh, Riley was having a scene so I don't really feel a need to rehash it but um, the, uh, the, the takeaway of it is that Riley will uh, level the story cut and dry and um, he, he wasn't antagonistic towards Taraxis and although Taraxis did seem to like kind of talk down to him in some ways. Arthraxis wasn't outright antagonistic towards Riley either. Um, he will say that like, although he's not necessarily sure what will happen with an association with Taraxis, um, the one thing he kind of went into the conversation knowing and walked out of the conversation still kind of knowing is that uh He's uh, concerned about the recent changes that have befallen not only himself, but Leaf. And Riley will say it uh, may have become clear at some points that I may get lost in thoughts at some times or seem confused. And uh, I fear that something has messed with some of the ways in which I think uh, relating to an experience I had with an entity that's claimed to be and or show me the truth and enlightened me on some questions that I had. It's concerning for me, I admit, but I've been doing what I can to keep focused and steadfast and try not to let it drag me down. And Leaf, from the looks of it, it seems like you're going through your own 
struggle with what happens with you in the woods as well. You're not wrong. And while this new entity might be a problem in and of its own, it's the only weapon we have potentially against Taraxis should he uh, decide that we're no longer worth the effort or that we're in the way of his plans. Well, for what it's worth, Leaf, I'd much rather gamble on that on that not coming to pass than to see what has happened to you consume who you are if that makes sense I agree I think the uh, the fire be used very conservatively Taraxis fears it because it is a weapon that can be used against him but I feel there is some truth to what he is saying that it may not actually have the best intentions for you either think at, at that point he, he might take a are, are we sitting down or where where's this conversation taking place we're still sitting at the table I think we're still sitting at the table I don't think we've moved as this point has come up they have both started to become more and more silver um, I, I think he probably ignores that fact then he, he like leans back in his chair and you see his face gets cast in a frown and uh, he says have I uh, abuse this power out of turn I, I don't understand uh, the, the reason for, for these concerns if I've been nothing but responsible with this well I it's obviously still early you've only been graced with this capability for a short period of time but I've seen how it's affected you personally the, the, the way in which you interact with the world now that you have access to the flame or whatever it's capable of or whatever it might be pushing you to do it's not significant leaf but these days with many weird and strange entities that i have no idea what they're doing trying to meddle in our affairs i worry about things getting influence over any of us well you'll have to trust my judgment i've uh, been responsible with it so far and i plan to continue that pattern I normally do, Leaf, and I'm not going to stop trusting your judgment here. Just, I hope you can trust my judgment as well, if I feel that things go too far. You, you see, maybe he, he like, what's tense before, and he doesn't realize it. And so uh, he kind of exhales, and his shoulders loosen up a little bit. And uh, he, he just says, uh, I think that's fair. Okay, follow me on this. Uh, so once uh, the, the the conversation gets to this point and it's clear that like a little bit of the tension kind of goes out of leaf, um, Riley's going to smile in a friendly manner and uh, reach out his hand for you know a confirming manly handshake. But he reaches out his hands that would demand leaf to shake his hand with his flame hand. Oh no! <laughs> uh I, I think uh, he he like raises his hand in maybe like the first ten to like fifteen percent of the motion that would get you to a handshake, but then he he just kind of like curls it up towards his chest as uh, more of the silver catches his eyes, and uh, I I think 
I, I think he, he just hesitates at, at the handshake and uh, just uh, perhaps a handshake isn't the best for now. Uh, Riley keeps his gaze focused on Leaf and just gives him like a, a knowing nod um, and says um, he'll withdraw his hands and say, sure, of course, of course. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then if like silence falls over the table, he'll look across the table at Shadow, and he'll be he'll say, um, "I'm sorry if a lot of this is awfully confusing or dull for you. I, I understand that we have a lot of history and things that we're kind of throwing between the three of us that uh, you might not be particularly super aware about or even concerned about." I do not understand the most of what you're talking about, uh, but there seems to be lots of entities involved, and these are dangerous things. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> no, no one should have uh, the influence over anybody else. Uh, answers should come from your your true self, uh, your heart. I agree. Um... In, in fact, uh, I'm assuming that if it were almost any other god that I were to have met outside of Caden, that's um, that very point way have driven me away from them if they attempted to, to demand too much of me. But lo and behold, Caden didn't demand anything. <laughs> he just gave me some things to work off of and sent me on my way. He is a good person. Uh, he, he, uh, he is uh, uh, known without all of the uh, Elysium gods, yes. Uh, and is a good person. It certainly seems that way. Uh, before I left, I challenged him to a duel, so next time I meet him, I fully intend to see how well he is with a blade. Oh, well, I think he is very good. Uh, most of the gods are, are quite good at, at what they do. Yeah, well, we'll see. You never know, it could be all talk. If you beat him, maybe then you can be a god. And then there will be followers of the Mr. Morheim. <laughs> Riley just kind of laughs a little bit and nods and says, we could dream, I suppose. It happens. Caden was a man once. Yes, well, uh, I suppose even if it did come to that, I wouldn't want to take away anything like that from him. No, but you could be a god in your own right. He did not take something from somebody else. Hmm. He just ascended. Yes. Interesting. Things to think about anyways. But, uh, Shadow, you also met with a god, right? Yes. Yes, I spent a very long time, uh, two or three days with the Black Butterfly. That sounds a lot longer than the time I spent with Caden, or the time any of us spent with the individuals we met with. Well, I am her Shadow, um, and I know her before this. So what are your friends? Hmm. That makes sense. What did you two talk about? And time is different, you know, when you're on the different planes, it works yes. different. Yes. Yes, so. learn that one the hard way. But we talk about uh, many things, mostly the state of the world and what is happening and why and how to fix it. And we talk some about, of course, the Silent Seven and uh, my brother. It is 
a lot of information. Yes, I can imagine. It was a lot of information for me as well. But see, you spoke to her or were close to her before this meeting, right? Yes, yes. All the silence have not. Our abilities come directly from her. So how was it finally meeting her, like, face to face? It is, it is, uh, inspiring to see her. You, uh, you have seen depictions and you have heard these stories and had the visions, but, uh, to actually be physically present is, is overwhelming at first. Yes, I could imagine spending your, much of your life feeling close to a god and then having the opportunity to actually exist next to them for a period of time must be something awe-inspiring. Yes, she is uh, very mysterious and beautiful looking. And she she looks like a um, the, the silhouette, you know, the silhouettes uh, of a woman, but uh, she has a long white hair and eyes and she has big butterfly wings that are covered with all the planets and galaxies and stars seems the sort of thing that poets would write about oh yes many do well i'll say this that's the come the end of our adventure regardless of whether or not i somehow ascend to godhood i would very much like the opportunity, if at all possible, to meet the same individuals that you all met. It could probably be done if uh, you work for the Caden, then uh, you could probably visit Elysium and she can visit Elysium too. <laughs> That's, it's outlandishly fascinating. But if it's possible, I'll hold on to that. She's a very nice woman. I have no reason to doubt you. Well, she knows a lot about the world and what is going on. Well, speaking of the world, then, I, I've asked this of my allies and everything, but uh, obviously you were told about collecting the idol of your god and bringing it to one of the spires and setting it atop, correct? Yes. Yes, this is an important task because if uh, the evil gods get their idols on top, then they will have more say in how the world is shaped. And that would not be a good thing because they would take away people's freedoms and they would hurt people. I agree. What happens if or when her idol gets set atop the spire? Obviously, she gets more influence, but what does the world in which she has leading influence look like? The uh, black butterfly, she teaches that... uh, that to look inside oneself is very, very important. That uh, you have to know yourself and understand your actions and why you do the things you do. And that that is a true path to uh, to freedom and understanding and peace. She, uh, she does not uh, like people to do bad things or to hurt innocent people at all. Um, and so she is against the, the, like the slavery and that stuff. But the uh, most important to her is uh, for people to know themselves and understand their motivations 
so that they can become better people. Wow, there's nothing wrong with any of that. <laughs> Fascinating. It is what we teach at the temple. Those are good things to teach. Um, Riley will just kind of like look over the table and um, if there's a lonely conversation he will uh, say uh, since we're on the subject and this probably warrants thinking about because it will come up we all have vested interest in collecting our gods idols and placing them atop these spires however there is two spires and four of us have the the spiders have many many um altars from the top all the way down to the bottom and uh so like the two at the very top of the two spiders will have the most influence and then the next down next down etc so we'll still come to a point where we'll need to decide who gets top billing I think um, the most prudent choice is depending where we at when we find the last idol, go to the nearest tower. Because it's better to have all good gods as one, two, three, four, than to place one at top there and then try to travel to the other. And it takes so long, find out that other idols are already on the top and then end up much lower down on the scale. This makes sense. I could see that. Riley just kind of nods. Then we are still left with the decision of who gets one, two, three, and four. It is uh, not so much about decision, I don't think. I think uh, when you come to the spider, it is more or less every man for himself because every god has given instructions to be as close to top as possible. Well, in a way, Caden would appreciate it, but he didn't exactly demand it of me. He mostly laid options at my feet and told me to figure it out. See, he is not so different than than the black butterfly. He wants you to uh, look inside yourself and find the answers. Either that or he doesn't want to make the choices himself. So maybe some people are lazy. (laughs) Yes, perhaps. Perhaps. Either way, it does seem like we'll have a choice at the end. Though, personally, I don't wish to see it devolve into us just scrambling to reach the top and competing against ourselves. Well, for what it is worth, I would race you to the top, but I would not hurt you to get there. Well, if it's a race, you'd win. I did not join a game at which it's so stacked against me. Brock would just let out a sigh. He'd just not say anything, but he would just let out a sigh. I, I will do my best, but I will not hurt anybody to get it done. Uh, I think at the very, very least, if nothing else, we can all agree on that. Correct? No? Okay, that's weird, but... <laughs> Are we agreeing that we should not fight? Yes, that we should not hurt each other to get to the top of the spider. This is something I can agree on. I think we all should. Well, then at least that's settled. That'll do my heart some good. And Riley will uh, raise his glass towards the center of the table. If your heart is troubled, I can teach you how to do the meditation. It will help. 
I'm afraid that my mind runs way too quickly for meditation to do me well. A lot of people say that, but serenity, she teaches them anyhow. Yes, well, maybe I'll need some of that if I find myself more mentally troubled down the line. May help with this mental instability that this creature is giving you. Perhaps. The better you know yourself, the harder it is for outside forces to influence you. Suppose there's something to that. Well, I could set up a schedule so every day I could jog with Brock, then meditate with you, Shadow, and maybe help uh, Leaf with some of the cooking. I, I would like everybody to make a perception, please. Okay. 24. Wow. Natural 1, 14. 16. I also got a 14. Okay, so... Um, Shadow will hear more, but the lot of you can kind of hear from beyond the bounds of the, uh, of the stacked dish. Uh, some small distance away, you can hear a bell ringing. It's not like, like a tower bell or something like that. It's like a large hand bell, uh, you would guess from the sound. And it's not like ding, 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 like an emergency or anything. It's just a ding, 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 ding. Uh, sort of just a steady pace. Uh, Shadow, you can also hear some words, though broken given the distance and the barriers. Uh, you gain the general understanding that uh, people are being called to the square. Um, they, they, the bell crier person, they, they say that the people are supposed to go to the square. Is that why many people are getting up? Yes, I would suppose. <clears throat> not everybody is getting up. Some people are going, some people are staying. It's... I do not know if it, that is uh, for us or not, because we do not stay here. This is, I do not know if it is for everybody or just the residents, so. Well, I, I think, and he'll uh, look over the table. Um, I think that we've had enough drink and food for the time being. We still have an alley to investigate, so why not on the way to the alley, we go see what everyone's going to in the square. agree with that. It is a good idea to stay informed as to what is going on in the town. We can be nosy if you want to. Yes, yes, actually, I would like to be nosy. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. And we away. So you leave out of the stacked dish. The square is not very far away at all, uh, just slightly down the street, and then it opens up. Amidst the square, there's a small uh, sort of dais-like stage in the center uh, where things like auctions call uh cry bleh, 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 where auctions can be held uh performances put on so on and so forth uh on top of this dais you see uh, a few people uh the two of which are sitting down and with a small table in front of them uh passing between them some sheaves of paper and another standing standing high, reading over 
uh, a paper of their own. You would all be able to recognize the robes he wears and the symbol he dons as that of an Abadarian. Several people are coming out into the square uh, where many chairs have been set up. They aren't at all of the same make or anything like that, but they're being placed. Many people still stand, but uh, especially the elderly and the infirm are being given seats. And uh, right now, it, it just seems to be like the people gathering and uh, nothing nothing big has started yet, but it appears as though they're going to uh, be in attention to this man upon the dais. Uh, asking around the crowd, just as kind of we're approaching, just to see what's going on. Make me a gather information. I would love to. Uh, 17. So uh, you would know that um, th- this is a, a thing that's been going on daily for some time now. Uh, the various uh, temples send uh, representatives to hold daily prayers. It's most often the Abadarians. They also do things like uh, any news, they will share that with the people. This is sort of almost like a miniature town meeting sort of situation mixed with a religious service. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Riley will inform the party if they're not eavesdropping. Does the party have anything to say about this? How dare they have a town meeting in daily prayers? This is disgusting. <laughs> I'm appalled. We should leave. Um, no, but what are the uh, what are the churches that are meeting? Uh, currently, you only see a uh, a member of the Abadarian Church. The two people sat at the table are not dressed in any sort of religious attire um uh they are relatively well dressed but uh not not uh pertaining to any faction or any such thing that you know of if i had known they'd done this i would uh have told whoever is in charge of the religious structure that i was in town i am a priestess after all i should inquire about that after the service it can't hurt if I mean if we're gonna be here for a little bit of time thereafter, but I don't know how long we're gonna Well, I know you still have all those people you brought with you to get settled. Yes. And things of that. I would think it would take a couple of days. Most likely. Given a few more minutes, uh the crowd will generally stabilize and uh <clears throat> the man on the dais will clear his throat and the crowd will quiet. Uh, this man is appears to be a half-elf, uh, rather elderly as far as his appearance goes. Ah, yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome again. Tonight, I'd like to start out. We've got a little bit of news. Uh, though some of you may know, we've received some new travelers from the east. Uh, and they brought some small measure of news with them and as well as some additional survivors from that direction uh, I will pass this off to Kayla and she will go over what news we have uh, and he will take a step back and the woman sitting at the left side of the table she will step forward hello everybody we've got a bit of news from the east. The township of Gira still stands. 
though it has come under some hard times. From the news we've received, a fiend of some form had been assailing the town. It has been disposed of and the township is once again safe from such attacks. Their fortifications are strong, but they have not, to the best of our knowledge, been assailed by the Crimson Beasts. Whether or not that will continue to be the case has yet to be seen. Several survivors arrived from Gira. Their condition was well. A group of travelers brought them a guild by the name of the Morheim Guild uh, is apparently responsible for their rescue and for the uh, slaying of this entity. <laughs> Riley Morheim Guild. <clears throat> she she looks over at your interjection. And who might you be? <laughs> Does she actually say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> Riley gives her a uh, smile, clears his throat, and says, Salutations, my name is Riley, Riley Morheim of the Riley Morheim Guild, at your service and at the service of this town. Uh, there's a little bit of murmuring, but well, thank you. And I'm sure the people of Gira have much to thank you for as well. Uh, I do ask that you keep your voice down until. Everything's over. We'll have a moment for questions. Yes, and, sorry, uh, it was a cough. My, my apologies. Yes, I'm sure it was. Yes, I need some tea and honey. But go on. <laughs> uh, I see, other than our guild master here, um, I see some new faces in the crowd. So I'll go over a bit of our older news. So we've we received word from Stormbluff not long ago a few weeks was the last band of people heading from that direction to arrive here in thorn the destruction in storm bluff is far less than what we've heard of starlight but it is still both magically challenging and uh, very tough on the people there so we ask regardless of your faith to offer them prayers and what you can and find any from Stormbluff here amongst us that you could perhaps grant some aid to. We know that hit hardest among the uh, the establishments in Stormbluff were the lower wards, uh, Church of Abadar, the main bank of the city in the upper ward, the noble house of Kames and a large portion of the southern dock region. Various damages have spread across the city, but the docks are narrowly obliterated and the other listed places sustained heavy damage and casualties. So once again, any prayers you might offer, perhaps it will send some good luck and will of the gods their way. We've had more people joining the Rat Guard. Garrus will take any volunteering to join the Guard or the Rat Guard, uh, should you be so inclined. Uh, as they help keep our walls safe, they have repelled to date uh, in the last week, no less than 12 attacks. And that includes at least three, including uh, three involving giants. So 
I know there are many of you out there that are uncomfortable and unfond of the Rat Guard, but they are helping us. They are doing good. And we've not had any additional issues as of this week. So I'm going to pass it back to Father Don. Uh, before that, does anybody have any questions or news they'd like to add? And I'll let y'all go first if y'all have anything. Uh, if the party doesn't like want to uh, say anything, um, Riley will uh, use this as an opportunity to step forward and uh, ask if he could just have a second to address the public that has gathered here. She kind of motions with her hand to go ahead. And he will uh, turn to the crowd and um, because this is probably a pretty good opportunity to reach out about finding people willing to escort the people we brought from Gira back to Gira safely. So he will address the crowd and basically say um, as I've made clear, I am Guildmaster Morheim of the Riley Morheim guilds and we've brought people in need here from Gira uh, after suffering a suffering from a travesty. Gira is in need of support and in need of the people that's escorted us here. One of the reason one of the things we seek to do while in town is to find capable individuals willing to bring to reunite these people with their friends and family back in Gira so that that community doesn't dwindle and suffer so that it can be rebuilt almost anew. If any of you are interested or have the capacity or just want to bring some light to a darkening world, feel free to seek me out at the stack dish and we can negotiate payments and what the job entails. I do hope there's some capable amongst you with good hearts willing to do this. And uh, Riley will just kind of give a very humble bow and uh, return to his party. So there's some talk thereafter. A few more uh, mundane bits of news uh, regarding the smaller community. And uh, and a few questions regarding the uh, news that has been given uh, in all regards. Uh, before Father Don steps forward and says, uh, yes, thank you, everybody. Please join me now in praying first for those that we have lost in this last month from those in Stormbluff and Starlight to those that we have lost here, the monsters and fleeing alike. And he will... Uh, lead a small prayer uh, that speaks of the uh, speaks of the safety that uh, the champions of Abadar uh, like grant souls on their passage to the Boneyard and their judgment uh, and whatnot uh, before going into more traditional Abadarian sermons. Uh, which you can attend or not. Uh, I can appreciate remembering the dead, but 
I, I do feel like we do have some quite important things to get along to. I think Shadow would stick around for the service. She's a religious sort. Brock probably would too. Like, unless this thing's like hours long or some crazy thing, he would, Brock would stick around. Um, uh, memory question, because uh, I guess my note taking isn't as good as I'd like it to be. Um, from Stormbluff, from the beginning of the game, Leaf has a half brother. What church did he belong to? Uh, technically many of them, but yes, he, you did meet him or he was working in the lower ward Abadarian church. We are on a mission for the Abadarian church is the reason we left Stormblood. Yes. Yes. So, um, uh, like Riley's not going to like outright say that, um, or like bring it up just because he's going to assume he doesn't have to, but he will say, um, once leaf, you know, uh, mentions, you know, going off and doing one of the many, 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 many things that we have to do. Uh, Riley will say it's a uh, uh, prayer under Abadar. Perhaps we can spare the time at least for this. I, I think he, he just kind of frowns and is looking a little impatient at that. Like he's always been more of like a practical do-gooder. He wants to go and like help people but uh, he'll respect your wishes and stick around. You know what? I'm going to roll a sense motive to see how I think Riley's going to react if that's... Okay, so I feel like with a 30, I can get kind of the general gist of, like, Leaf maybe crossing his arms and just, like, going, oh, okay, sure. And, um... Uh, although Riley was going to stay around for the sermon, he, uh, will, uh, smile and say, uh, I suppose it probably will do some of us better to actually engage in something a little bit more hands-on then, wouldn't it, Leaf? If remembering the dead is, uh, how you cope with tragedies like this uh, I, I shouldn't question it and uh, I'll stay out of respect but there's much good to be done for those we still have still yes Leaf why don't you and I go remember the dead by spreading some good then and Brock and Shadow by all means catch up with us when you're ready so we split the party <laughs> take care of my do, uh, do Brock and Shadow stay near each other during the sermon well, like, I'm not wandering off, so... I mean, Brock would just stay where he's at or, you know, move accordance with the crowd. So, like, unless she just bolts off in a different direction, yeah, they'd just stay together as a group. Okay. I mean, like, we're not holding hands or anything, but, you know, we're not we're not wandering off either. Uh, we will begin with those wandering away. How are you going to spread good? I mean... Do you want to just get, like go actually start by checking out the alley and getting a head start on that? Well, that's that's part part of what he had in mind, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and let's do that. Let's scrub a dub that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we actually get there, uh, you actually have detect magic, right? You were one of the people with it. He is. Yeah. Good. That means we can maybe do stuff. Let's do it. We go to the alley. You are not assailed along the way, but do make me perceptions as you enter the market district. I got a respectable 15. Oh, that's real high. That's a 30. Oof, spicy. So, Leaf has doubled your score. (laughs) Great. Thanks for pointing that out. Feels great. Riley, I think he, like, hears something going on, but doesn't necessarily pay too much 
attention. Uh, Leaf, on the other hand, uh, you would notice um, as you're walking by, there's a there's like a fruit stand, right? And she's got like the the lady behind the counter has all sorts of stuff, and she has like melons and pumpkins and carrots and and that's not a fruit. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the fruit salad anyway. She's got a farm stand. She she has a she has a God damn it! What's produce it produce stand. Yeah, she's got a produce stand, and uh, you see that she is grumpily arguing with a a, a triplicate of goblins who, upon their heads, bear rotting husks of what you assume at some point was vegetation. So they're just arguing in the marketplace? Yes. Uh, The goblins are holding up coins, but the woman, you can't really clearly hear the the argument uh, in terms of, like, detail. But they're, like, hopping up and down, like, they're, they're holding out coins and shouting angrily at her, and she's, like, got her arms crossed, she's shaking her head, and she's, like, grumbly, like, snapping back at them uh he i I think what he'll do is he'll just kind of put a hand on um rayleigh's shoulder and then just do like the the crossover and and start maneuvering to get closer to this uh commotion and see if uh he can get close enough to like understand what they're saying all right so you got closer and i think like as it fades in you're like they're like (laughs) <laughs> They're like, stupid longshanks. We give shiny money. You give fruit. Fruit cheap. Look, two coin. Two coin. Give us, give us melon. Give us melon. Uh, and they just keep chanting, give us melon. Give us melon. And, and she's like, I've told you already a dozen times. No, I'm not giving it to you to fucking waste it, you little bastards. Get out of here. People need to eat, you know. Uh, and 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 this argument continues with both sides growing more and more uh, rowdy and uh, agitated. I mean, like, I I'm I'm just assuming these are like normal goblins, right? They're not like 40k spore goblins. Uh, <laughs> no, they're just goblins. Okay. Uh, uh, you can uh, actually make me a local check okay. as well. Uh, I'm going to do that too. Knowledge, can local. That's a nine. Wow. That's an 11. Okay, so Riley, you're not really sure what clan these goblins are from, but you figure that the point that they're all wearing rotting food on their head has something to do with their clan. That's about all you get. And like y'all know shit about goblins in general. Both of you do. But Riley knows a little more. Well, Leaf, I'm not certain, but I think those might be goblins. Uh, I think that's right, but it, it looks like they might be um, at, at risk of starting a commotion over here at this fruit stand. <laughs> do you think it would be okay to start our do-goodery by mediating uh, this situation? I mean, I don't see why not. We're here, um, and they're getting rather heated. Do you want to be good cop or better cop? Uh, 
We can both be better cop. And all the goblins are very shiny. Like silver shiny? Or like, oh, I was going to say like oily shiny, but okay. <laughs> I mean, they are kind of sweaty, like, like Just glistening. Fruit juice. Uh, so yeah, I, I, he'll take his, his offhand, whichever hand isn't, uh, all silvery and he'll he'll kind of just use that to position like Riley between him and and the shiny <laughs> goblins uh, as he approaches and or as, as they approach and uh, just just kind of call out and say uh, is something amiss uh, yes put the shiny man between you and the shiny goblins he's slightly less shiny and therefore probably slightly less flammable <laughs> it just makes sense Light is gasoline. What are you talking about? <laughs> that just makes sense. So, uh, uh, with that, though, we're going to pop back over. Oh, cool. <laughs> how dramatic. Wow. Very drama. Um, so, partway into the sermon, uh, you would both be approached uh Brock and Shadow. Go ahead and make me perception checks. Ready for like a 14. 21. 15. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, he 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 was like, get ready for a 14. That's what happens if he rolls a one. So he rolled a two. <laughs> well, to be fair, my rolls tonight have been a two, a four, a six, a one, a one, and a two. All right, and you got twenty-two. Uh, twenty-one. Uh, twenty-one. Okay. Um. Okay. So, Shadow, you would notice, I think, right away that uh, someone is working their way through the crowd toward you. Okay. Can I see who it is? Um. You notice that it's a woman. Uh. She's wearing a hood, but given her height and angular face, uh, at this distance, you would guess at her being Elvin. Okay. And, like, how far is she? Uh, she's probably, like, a good 30 feet from you, but the crowd's, you know, pretty dense, so it's taking her a minute, and she's not, like, bashing through people or anything. I suppose I would wait patiently for her to approach. I think when she gets significantly closer, Brock, you two would take notice. Okay. And I'm guessing I can't make out anything other than the hooded figure either. Uh, when, when this close, you'll be able to make out much more detail with ease. There's less, you know, going on. Uh, she's an elven woman. She's got a bright sort of golden yellow eyes. Um... And her her hair is sort of this combination of orange and orange, white, and yellow. It's almost fiery looking in coloration. Uh, and she has pretty dark skin, kind of kind of like uh, it's not straight up black, but it it's almost like dark ash, like soot and ash mixed together. And uh, she she comes forward uh and brock you can make me 
a local check. I know you. I don't think you have it, but this could. This is a, like a ten DC. Oh, a ten, because that's going to require me to roll a nine on the die, and we all know that's not going to happen. Holy shit, it happened! I rolled. <laughs> I rolled twelve. I got twelve. Oh my god. So uh, you would be able to tell that this is, in fact, just an elf. It's it's not a drow. Um, oh, I thought it was to kill a bitch. Despite the dark coloration of the skin, it is just a normal elf because they also have extremely wide skin varieties. Um, and a lot of the dark side elves have very dark skin. So, but, like, there are little differences between them uh, that can tip you off and you realize that uh, she does not have any of these features that would make her draw. Uh, and she also, uh, both of you can roll knowledge religion. 16. 20. Okay. Both of you would be able to pick out some of the more subtle design in her clothing, uh, that while not overtly stating, uh, do heavily suggest that she is a follower of Saren Ray. Which on this side of the world is actually relatively uncommon. A shadow will bow to her as she approaches. Uh, she will give a polite bow in return. Small but courteous. Hello. Sir. Hello. Is there something we can help you with? Um, I noticed that when the uh, man speaking before. Uh, returns. Uh, you were amongst the group that he returned to, and I also couldn't help but notice uh, that you two are also faithfuls of various gods. Yes, I, I am a priestess of uh, the Black Butterfly. It's good to meet somebody of stature within uh, within that religion. It's rare to see in these parts. There are not a lot of followers. Uh, but the faithful tend to be very devout. Of course. And I see you follow Torag, uh, because you, like, you actually wear a Toragian symbol on your necklace, Yeah, right? his, uh, his, well, it's on the outside would be carved a Torag symbol, but on the inside would be a, like, a Disneyan symbol, but he would outwardly display the Torag symbol. Oh. Yes, in some ways. And in some ways, I am a follower of Desna. <laughs> An odd combination, not one I've seen before. It has to do with, I suppose, my birth. And, uh, and the journey I have taken so far. My name is Farini. Farina Strail. And uh, I think I'd like to, uh, if you could introduce me at some point, I'd like to uh, help with the returning of the townsfolk to Gira and to bring light to their town. Oh, certainly be appreciated. They, uh, they need all the help they can get. And uh, I've been here for a while and would either of you like to hold a sermon here in town? There's not that many faiths here in town that have people who can speak on such matters. I am quite accustomed to uh, leading prayer meetings and teaching lectures and such at the temple back home. 
So it is not a problem to do so here? I, I do not know if I am one to lead a sermon, but I can make myself of what assistance I can. Very well. Um, but I can help put you in touch. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask your names. I am the Shadow of the Alien Seven. Good to meet you, Shadow. And, and you? I am uh, Brock Leonhardt. Pleasure to meet you. And at this point, like, she takes a little more close look. She's like, oh, I... It's a familiar crystal. I know Tara wears one just like that. Uh, do you know Tara? Uh, yes, I do believe I met her the last time I was here. Oh, um... Uh, I... If, uh, that was before everything happened, I think you'll be happy to know that she is doing well. Yes, I actually intended to go and see if she was still tending the shrine. She is. Uh, it, it's not in perfect condition, but she's doing what she can to maintain it. It is certainly good to hear. Oh, and she will uh, She will begin uh, speaking with Shadow uh, like very casually about how to like be the person to do a sermon and that she can help you have that arranged yeah shadow's down for that that's like her normal kind of thing so and she will also hang about with the two of you until y'all go to find riley and or introduce her to riley yeah well once the sermon's over it'll probably go on for another 20 minutes or so uh brock would probably just kind of ask her like just random questions about like Saren Ray and her religion because if I doubt it would really be practiced where he's from either because I doubt underground they would worship the god of the sun uh, so he'd probably just try and fill in blanks of like things he doesn't know and all that and just make small talk with her about all that yeah, with your earlier check you, you know some of the basic tenants you know like redemption's a big thing for them uh, you know that they're very big uh hunters of undead and I think you would generally know that the highest concentration of them on this side of the world is in Obscura and they're really not liked there at all makes sense uh, but yeah any any questions uh, you have uh, she, she can she can answer as long as they're not so obscure that like of a fourth level cleric wouldn't know. A fourth level cleric, impressive. No, I mean it wouldn't be anything like really that we need to cover. It's just random, like small talk type crap. All right, so um, we go back to Riley and Leaf attempting to defuse this goblin conundrum. It's called a gobbledygook. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is, uh, attempting to defuse this gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I believe we approached and Leave said something along the lines of, uh, <laughs> is, is there a problem here? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, good. Somebody of decent taste. Yes, please. Can you remove these fucking pests from my stall, please? Uh, well, I, I couldn't help but over here, uh, from a distance... You're refusing to s- sell them uh, fruit? Is their money not good? 
I don't care about their money, they're just going to waste it. And food is ever dwindling these days. I want my food that I sell to go to someone who's actually going to fucking eat it. Not just leave it to rot on the ground. Or their heads. Uh, then I guess he turns to the goblins and he says, and uh, if is this person correct that you don't plan to eat the fruit? No, I eat fruit. Melon heads wear melons on heads. Oh, no. Has to be done. Do you need the whole fruit for your hats? One fruit make two. But you only need the rind? Hey, you'll have some juicy in there. It makes the hair smell sweet. Oh. Uh. Have you ever thought of just wearing hats that look like fruits? It's a common thing. Not right. Not, no, not, not quite right. That's incorrect. <laughs> 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 you, you can uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, make me like sense motive checks. Sure. Yeah. That's a 22. That's a 16. Okay. I think both of you would be able to gather the sense that these goblins are not uh, not what you would consider town going goblins. Uh, these are likely tribal clan goblins that do not tend to live in uh, general uh, society but likely the events that have been going on out there it's unsafe they've come to live here uh, and there's a bit of culture clash I, I feel like you both understand that this is extremely important like so far as they are literally wearing the decaying husks of what is likely several week old uh, you would guess watermelon on their head uh, tell me friends Riley just kind of like crouches down a little bit to uh, talk to the goblins what do you actually eat here if you don't eat the fruit they 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 kind of chuckle amongst each other uh, a little bit. Uh, do either of you speak goblin? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they they say a few things betwixt themselves. Melon heads eat meat. Tasty tasty meat. I see. That makes sense. Of course it does. Bradley stands back up, um, and he just kind of like looks around the market from his time in the town. His experiences at the stack dish, what he sees at the market, what he sees at the stocks that this lady has. Is this town like suffering from a food shortage? Uh, go ahead and make me a retroactive perception. Okay. That's an 18. Um, I feel like you haven't noticed like it being really obvious that there's that food's tight, but like there have been little things where like you've noticed like a cart going by that has like barrels and boxes on it and sacks of food and it's like it's got guards following it there's uh like the portions at the inn aren't quite what they were last time you were here like they're doing their best to keep things normal but it, it is obvious that there's some regulation in place at least behind the scenes he uh, asked the goblins how many belong to the uh, the Melonhead clan. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they they all kind of like pull their heads together, and then two of them step forward and hold up 
uh, their hands uh, to be a full count of 16. 16. Man, that's eight wasted melons every time they want a new hat. Damn. Huh. It's what like Riley like just like looks over to Leaf and kind of whispers that exact phrase. <laughs> they they kind of once again speak to each other in goblish. Uh in <laughs> goblish. <laughs> um and 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 they say, hats fall apart. Show shame. Mm-hmm. Weeks, weeks. Uh many days. Uh, weeks. Uh could could I like? It's obvious. Common's not their first language, right? But uh, I mean, I, I there's got to be like a way that Leaf could like. Basically, right now he's he's like, well, I could buy these melons for the goblins, and you know, like scoop out all the insides, and you know, like buy dinner for the group, and maybe like feed the goblins too, or whatever. But I get, I guess they said they only eat meat. Uh, and, and like just give them the rinds but it's kind of like you know teach a man to fish kind of thing and so like is is there any method that Leaf can think of that would I guess be the equivalent of like like a tanning or, or treating these rinds to make them last longer so the tribe doesn't like have to go jerky. through so many basically I guess but, but like out of melon rinds and it's- it's just gentle repose, but specifically for melons. Just like, yeah, like, like jerky. Work. But, oh, uh, well, no. <laughs> I'm a druid. If I catch you preserving things in my presence, you will be smote. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So our preserves not your jam? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the circle of life. Yep, I'm sober again. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, drying fruit can be done. Like, you're probably aware of how to do that. It's not very easy when there's not a sun. But it can be done with, like, fires. Like, fire drying fruit is... Yeah, fire drying fruit's a a little more difficult. um, But doable. Okay. You can go ahead. You can run that by them if you want, or just try it. Well, I, I, I think um, for for like a, a starter thing is uh, he's, he's just going to, to look at the lady and uh, the the merchant and say, uh, how, how many melons were they attempting to order? Or how much fruit? Uh, she only has like three melons, but uh, she was like, they wanted all my melons and they wanted five of my pumpkins. Could I purchase uh, these in their stead, knowing that they'll be put to good use for the edible bits? Make me a diplomacy. (laughs) I'm the goddamn voice of nature. I'll talk to these melons and they'll leave with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just hear them slowly crying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I've been fucked. I'm dying. Kill us, please. Same. I my legs. I can't feel my legs. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, so, um... 24. Diplomacy. Alright. If you promise that the food bits of this will find a good place to be, then I don't suppose I've got any arg. Yeah, so I'll be cooking it at the stack dish tonight, most likely. 
Very well. I'll be four copper. I think... Yeah, it's not expensive at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, he just hands over a gold piece and says, um, keep the change for your trouble. Thank you kindly, sir. <laughs> so, um... He, he just kind of, like, makes a show out of, like, lining up uh, the pumpkins and the melons and stuff. And then, uh... He, he kind of, like, turns to the goblins and, uh... He, he like acts like he's about to start saying something to him and then he puts his hand up to his ear almost like like a Hulk Hogan like he goes <laughs> can you hear that brother <laughs> he goes wait wait a minute do you do you hear that and uh he, he like leans down and he puts his head next to one of the pumpkins and he's like Riley do you do you hear the, the pumpkins <laughs> the pumpkins trying to say something <laughs> Riley's just kind of like standing in the background, arms crossed with a wide smile on his face, and he just he just slowly nods. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> wow. Oh god, like this is really depressing. <laughs> it's like they're saying that they're dying? Please, this is so morbid. <laughs> Quick, cure their wounds. This is I terrible. Suffering. Uh so, so yeah, he says um I I he, he just turns to the goblins and he, he says I I think the spirits of these gourds are trying to say something. It's uh can can you take us to to where um I I suppose you're you're living. Um go ahead and make me both a bluff and a diplomacy. <laughs> Can uh, Riley assist by uh, playing up Leaf's? Because I don't think it's actually been proven in front of the goblins, but playing up Leaf's connection to nature and spirits and shit. Sure, just you being can like the diplomacy. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I auto aid, so okay. <clears throat> so that's a uh, an eleven bluff. So thirteen with the aid another, and then a twenty five diplomacy. So they. Uh, the three of them begin chattering amongst themselves in Goblin, uh, and one of them seems to be like arguing with the other two, but they both like uh, they both like po- poke at him, and, and they seem to be making uh, fun of him <laughs> a little bit. And uh, uh, he he like grumbles and he like runs off through the street, uh, and the other two go this way. Okay, and then he, Leaf will just kind of turn around and be like, "Box, can you help me carry these?" And then I, I, I hope they're like completely and utterly in awe. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope the other goblins are just like totally in awe as this like animate tree rolls up and helps them carry their groceries. I, I feel <laughs> like they run away at first. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like when when it picks it up, they like they look angry. <laughs> they're like, like they're hiding behind stalls and they're like looking away like they should run away and then they're like looking at it and they're looking at box holding all the melons and shit and they like talk to each other in goblin and they're like spitting like like they're talking so fast uh, I don't I don't know if uh, if Leaf can do this I don't know if it's uh, a spell that he can actually get access to but if you can pull the spell tongues out of your ass and just start speaking goblin <laughs> that might be impressive to them if, if you need an edge in convincing them of whatever you're trying to convince them of uh, let's see. Just I don't. I don't know. Something to keep in mind. I do not have tongues. You can uh do sense motives though. 
Yeah. I'd love that. That's one of my best skills. That's a natural one for a six. Oh, that's two more than a natural one for an 11. Um, neither of you really... Oh, um, actually, Riley, you're not quite sure what's going on. Leaf, you think they might fear Box as a god. <laughs> Good. Then, um... Just say, uh, lead on. He's going to help carry the uh, pumpkins. And, you know, I guess he hopes that they march on and continue leading him. Uh, they will skitter away from the group. They keep a distance between you and them. And I think as you are led into a, a somewhat downtrodden part of the city where... Amidst a clutch of buildings, uh, the smell of gently rotting and naturally fermenting fruit uh, be- grows stronger. The goblins go down this alleyway, uh, and that is where we will call this episode. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. Well, 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 these are the city slickers they send me. Asking for wine and a pretty glass. How about that? I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. Do you dig the graves yourself? I do. Seems tiresome, especially as of late. I've heard you had a few new arrivals. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these people that wind up dead, they're ain't too much left to bury, so I don't even have to dig a full grave. As this 
collides in with him. His neck shoots back in this contorted position and it says, I am the vanguard of the ancients. And then causes his entire body to explode, sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern. There's just stunned looks on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar. LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the fantasy wild west and features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D wherever you get your podcasts or head over to lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody. May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.